Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone and welcome to the News Grubs, the podcast that uh, Sir David Attenborough likes to check out to keep up to date with what's happening in the world. I'm Scotto and joining me as usual, Fishy and AP. Hi guys. Hey Scotto. Hello boys. How are we all? Okay. No Actually, I don't care. I'm not really asking. <laughs> anyway, this week we're looking at a drunk Celine Dion. Interesting. Mm. I'm sure that's not an uncommon thing. Uh, the IKEA name bank. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it seems that mushrooms can talk to each other. Do you think? No. The research world's just going 14 to the dust, aren't they? But first, New Zealand is going to put a price on burping and farting. Um, AP, when I think <laughs> of those two, I think of you. What's the go? Oh, thank you very much for that uh, fantastic segue. New Zealand's home to 5 million people. Yes. Also yeah. home to 10 million cattle and 26 million sheep. Oh. So bypassing the regular jokes that it built <laughs> as a sheep for a moment. A story out of Wellington. The government has a draft plan oh. to put a price on agricultural emissions. Oh, no. I'll get to it in a moment because people are going to want an explanation of that. Yes in a bid to tackle one of the country's biggest sources of greenhouse gas, belching sheep and cattle. Now, they all start, and they're being polite there. They, the, the, uh, the gas comes out of both ends. Burping and farting, I think we can That's say it. that. That's it. Um, they, uh, they, they're a huge exporter of livestock. That's uh, true. They would be the first country in the world to make farmers pay for emissions from livestock. Oh, God. I mean, how long? I mean, uh, you, I mean quick segue <sighs> Singapore mm-hmm. in the 1980s yes. introduced a law forbidding people to spit chewing gum on the street. That's true. You don't right. never see chewing gum on the street anymore. That's it. That's so, yeah, perse- persecution. Mm-hmm. New Zealand uh, are going to somehow, through some eco weenie tree hugging, uh, you know, so called industry specialists or whatever, consultants, no doubt, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, come up with a figure per head. Uh, probably by weight, of uh, how much emission out both ends mm-hmm. uh, that particular livestock uh, per head of you know cattle or sheep produce, and they're going to get a bill for it. I, I, I would as- sorry, I was just going to say I would assume that they will take these pointy head boffins, will take uh, I don't know a small selection of uh, sheep and cattle, stick them in basically a glass box, feed them up on whatever it is that they feed them for a period of time. And then yeah. um, suck out the uh, the gaseous um, vapors and measure no. that as the exact quantity, and that will they be the measure. They won't do that. They'll oh. do the same thing they do with climate change. Oh. Guess. Oh. Yeah, they'll get a consultant to come up with a figure and oh, pay okay, them almost the amount of money to do it. And then they'll say, "Oh, well, the costs of implementation of this program mean that you know it's not just uh, repaying the the uh, the greenhouse gas footprint." Per head of livestock, right? Uh, but they've also got to cover the cost of implementing their program, which is all these fat cat consultants trying to, you know, trying to guess, as as you said, um, what and, the big and, and future future consultancy too. Yeah, what what's it going to do? Uh, far, increase the costs for farmers who will have no choice but to pass it on to the uh, uh, to the uh, various uh, retails, wholesale and retail sources that they supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Australia, Woolies, Coles. Aldi, etc., IGA, 
you go in there, uh, Mrs. AP's just been uh, down to the shops um, yesterday and put a steak back on the rack. I mean, oh. we're, not, we're not on the bread line, right? But the steak was $48. Right? That's I mean, a hell of a steak. So it was a, it was a hell of a steak. Oh, well, it, it's now you're the, not going to eat it. Decent sized steak. Yes, AP goes without, right? Because um, some eco weenie has said that the cattle that, uh, you know, became a little chopped up mess and uh, packaged into the supermarket. Mm hmm. Um, has got an extra dollar fifty on it because that animal farted and belched its way through, you know, seven tons of uh, grass and grain during its, uh, well, you know, whilst being fattened up for me to eat, medium rare. Oh, some nice uh, shiitake mushrooms on the side and a few Pontiac potatoes and, oh, and so forth. I'm, I'm hungry, paying dollar yeah. fifty, uh, let's say, to, you know, just to pick a figure out of the air, which is what they're going to do. Um, um, how is that ever going to work? It's increasing costs to consumers. You know, it's only a matter of time before some pointy head, as you said, is going to say, you know what? We should tax people from burping and farting. Oh, I think that's inevitable. Particularly older people. Oh, yeah, because they're very good at it. You know, that, the government want to get their mitts on their, um, you know, their money as well. Hmm. They won't leave them alone. The little kid, little kids burping and farting. Yeah. Yeah. But the silly thing about the, 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 it is the, the concept of the whole emissions trading scheme, all those sort of things, is flawed in the first place because the object of it um, a lot of the time is uh, if I pay a tax, either A, it will make me um, look at my uh, industry and work out how to make it less greenhouse uh, Correct. Uh, ickiness. Now, yes. how, how the hell are you going to do that with um, food, uh, with, with stock? I mean, they uh, eat grass and they eat so on and so forth. Now, I can understand if it's in a, a feedlot um, where you've got, you know, 100,000 cattle in a feedlot like they do in America. You know, that's, they're, they're not moving, they're not they're eating very specific uh, types of food and so on. But in New Zealand, predominantly it's all grass-fed beef, so it's all just eating, you know, food that um, vegetarians would eat in the first place. So it's saving their lives if we uh, eat steak for a start. Um, yeah. So you've got to be happy with that. But... The whole thing is just so weird anyway. Yeah, because, how, how do you combat it? That's right. How do you fix it? And and, and again, I come back to if if you're um, uh, paying somebody uh, or taking money for a product uh, or a, a service or whatever it might be, um, or you're buying carbon credits, that's the one I really like, you're buying carbon credits. And New Zealand actually years ago, or some years back, was in fact buying carbon credits. So they were buying it from some third world country who didn't actually produce or do anything, but because the UN said that they've uh, got X number of carbon credits available, they could sell those to New Zealand, uh, and that would offset the carbon that New Zealand was producing. So basically, the country that uh, had this excess credit yep. that's uh, made money for nothing. Correct, because they didn't do anything in the first place. So the same amount of carbon dioxide and everything is going into the atmosphere. All it is is a, a transfer of cash from one place to another. And that's all this is. It's just uh, some new tax that the government wants to put on poor, unfortunate end users, because that's where, as AP quite rightly says, that's where it'll go. Uh, and it's just going to do bugger all to um, to stop. Like, how are you going to stop a cow or an, a sheep belching or farting? Like, really, yeah. burping or farting? How are you going to do that? What, what food are you going to give it to eat that it's not going to do that? Yeah. Well, they're saying they're saying that. Uh the uh, incentives, there'll be incentives for farmers that reduce emissions through feed additives, i.e. extra cost, yep. 
while on-farm forestry can be used to offset emissions. We well, right? can only so, plant so many trees. Yeah, you've got 10 cows that fart, you know, 17 gallons of uh, of methane each, but if you if you put, you know... 100 trees in. 170 protostrums up, you know, that makes it okay. Yeah. I, I You know, it's just... It's all like I could read my kids when they were young a fairy tale story more believable than this. Oh, and um, and they yeah and they, what are they said here? Short and long lived farm gas will be priced separately. What does that even mean? Who knows? Although a single measure to calculate their volume will be used. Yeah, yeah, you right. Bu- said bureaucratic talk at its best. Yeah, what a joke. And you know what? I think AP mentioned the the term a moment ago, and it would be a perfect terminology for the tax they want to charge. Mm-hmm. End user. Now, I'll do a little bit of uh, grammatical uh, correction here. Oh, because according to this story, uh, oh, no, I won't. I won't embarrass them. The, uh, the uh, author. I'll give credit to the author. Uh, a British man formerly known as Thomas Dodd has reportedly changed his name to mm-hmm. Celine Dion. And I will always love you. Yes. Okay. And Any reason why? All, uh, well, It'll become apparent in a moment. Oh, okay. it, it, it's all coming back to him now as it uh, as to how it happened. I've got a fair idea based on what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> Dodd told Birmingham Live uh, that he had a few too many alcoholic beverages while watching a recording of Dion of a Dion concert. Right. And filed to change his name as a result. Now, there's a few things here. You think? He's watching a Dion concert. Yes, there's number one. He's obviously intoxicated. Number two? He then somehow musters the energy and the good sense, or not necessarily good sense, at least uh, the uh, uh, faculty. Mm -hmm. He had the faculty to go and file to change his name as a result. I'm assuming you you could do that online, can you? You think so? Well, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I mean, otherwise... If he they, was, if he's lodged it online and paid £89. Pound. Oh, right. Okay. So he's you. done it all online he's just, he's, when, he was, uh, when he was half cut. Well, that's what three. I was thinking. I mean, if, if he'd been a bit, uh, a bit uh, under the weather, you, by the time you know, the next day came around, you would have uh, to go and actually do it at, at the shops. Um, mm. He would have been sort of sober by then, I would have thought. So that's I, why I wonder whether he was I, I like this comment. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm slightly obsessed with her. I'm not going to lie. Right. He said. Okay. So that's that's uh, that's giving us a bit more uh, insight into the uh, stability of the man. Um, uh, and he says, uh, uh, during lockdown, I, I've been watching a lot of live concerts on the TV I can only think I've been watching one of her, of hers, and had a great idea after a few drinks. You know, that's a- his explanation. AP watched uh, during COVID uh, True Lies uh, and every other Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about four hundred times. Yes. But you know, a he he doesn't now look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we don't actually have to refer to him as Arnie. 
That's right. And he, and he, and he wasn't. Feel, he didn't feel compelled to go down to the local gym and uh, build up his body. No. Yeah, change my name to Douglas Quaid. I mean, I didn't do any of that. None of that. It, I think we're just fortunate that this bloke didn't have a few more drinks and change his name to Nice Piece of Fluff. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah, I can't argue that. Oh, well, I mean, COVID's just got so much to answer for, hasn't it? Hasn't it? And, and I don't think we're seeing the end of all the effects of, the stupidity. of, what, COVID, of what COVID has had <laughs> on people. I mean, really. I, I think stupidity, I think, is the word. But you know what? COVID is such a convenient thing to blame on. You know, like, Absolutely. If, if something's happened, oh, you blame it on COVID. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I stubbed my toe and I blamed it on COVID. Yeah, I was going to learn a language, but, you know, the COVID people, the kids were, in, the, the kids were there that were sick. It was, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't, 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 didn't do it. I mean, I watched a lot of Spanish TV while I was, um, you know, during COVID and, well, I never learned Spanish, which was right. disappointing for me. Um Apparently, the thirty-year-old hospitality worker who lives in uh, Tamworth in Staffordshire uh, saw uh, Celine live in 2019. I wonder if, for the next time she comes to England, uh, whether um, he'll be able to get backstage pass. Oh, you'd think so. You'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. She'd, have to, she'd have to doff the cap to that sort of effort. You would think so, wouldn't you? You, you would really think you'd get a, an extra mark, extra credit for that. Uh, when you next went to the concert, so he's got it on his driving license, passport, and all other official documents. Does that mean he's like transitioning? Because she is technically a woman. Well, questionably. Yeah. Just a oh, just, the article says he can he can use it. The new moniker on passport. It doesn't say he has. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he had used it. Oh, yeah, right, no, sorry. it doesn't say he has. It said he's legally changed his name and can use the new moniker. I won't point out the language, the uh, the uh, typos there on the. We won't embarrass the journalist as uh, any, any, any more than we already have to. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, look, if it works for him, I mean, if he gets backstage passes and things like that, well, maybe Scotto will change his name to Spanish Fly. I may well do. Now, we've all been to an IKEA store and uh, bought some flat, uh, flat pack furniture or other home products home and thought to ourselves, how marvellous is that? Yeah. Uh, what a wonderful product uh, and what a wonderful company it is. Um, however, They've um, branched out a little bit, one might say. Now, in Norway, uh, a lot of people have peculiar names, but they're very common names, you know, like um, Brian, Kevin, uh, Nigel, and um, oh, I don't Bjorn, know, Susan, and Bjorn, and Benny, and Agnetha, and so on and so forth, even though they're from um, Sweden, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, anyway, um, so a lot of people are nowadays wanting to have more unique names for their children. Uh, and, that, and that's something that we see in this country. I know um, a number of uh, people that I've met uh, have uh, names where it's just a made-up word. You know, they've yeah. just strung four letters together and suddenly that's the name of the child. Uh, so um, IKEA has thought to, uh, thought to themselves a little bit about this and has built a name bank with more than 800 listings available on its website for names uh, that it might have given to its furniture or uh, something like that. But you can now look at that and ch- uh, decide to call your child a name after uh, some IKEA product, I imagine. That's how it's going to work. Yeah, most of the names IKEA had come up with for their goods, mm-hmm. their merchants, originated mainly from uh, locations. Okay, that makes sense. 
yeah, names of places and that sort of thing. Uh, but they do have, when you flick through the uh, IKEA catalogue, mm-hmm. they do have some really strange names. And I just really can't imagine, say, Australian or New Zealand people or even the Brits yep. wanting to name their child. Even though you said some people make up names, I mean, some of these names for their furniture and whatnot are very odd. For example, yes, uh, for a table, mm-hmm. uh, they've got the Doxter. I know that sounds to me like a perfectly acceptable Denmarkian name or Norwegian. For a child? Yeah. Yeah, All right. that's Agnetha. All right. What about the Extorp for a sofa? It's sort of um, yeah. uh, staccato. I'm just I'm just a bit worried about uh, if you call your um, child after a sofa, um, what the other kids uh, when it goes to school are going to um, they're just going to oh look at sofa and they're going to sit on that's it and bully that's the it. kid. It's a crap name. It is. A, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with that one. Uh, the Poeng armchair sounds like an Asian name to me. Worse, it does a little bit. It's got a, like a funny umlaut thing over the A. Okay. Uh, there's the, I think you, you might be familiar with this next one, Scotto, mm-hmm. the Calax shelving units. Oh, yeah, very familiar with that, yeah. Yeah. So um, basically I'm going to have a child and call it a shelf. Yes. I mean, in fairness, yeah. in, in Western countries, they probably, you know, you've got uh, um, Frank Zappa called his kid Moon. So. For the time, for, that would have been a very big deal. Well, it was a very big deal. He called another one of his kids Dweezil. That's true. He did too. Because he appears on guitar in the Sam Kinison film clip. That's uh, right, he does. Oh, So, you know, it's not just... Um, one last one yes. I've got. Uh, this, this is groundbreaking stuff. Okay, us. right. I'm looking forward to this one. Billy. Oh, that's the one I was trying to think of earlier. The the Billy shelving uh, system. It's a book. No, the bookcase. Book that's right. The Billy yeah. the bookcase. B i double l y. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah. You wouldn't hear too many kids in uh, Norway called uh, Billy. Have you guys uh, watched um, Deadpool the movie? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. So they go on about IKEA furniture in there, and there's the Coolin, uh, which is the uh, the joke is it's a completely blind woman that he rooms with. Right. Who's putting it together. At the coolant. <laughs> and he says, I don't mind the coolant. It's an improvement over the hurdal. Right? <laughs> There's a website dedicated to this exact this gag. So I've gone onto the hurdal and uh, he's found a picture of the hurdal. And, and Deadpool says, Please, anything's an improvement over the hurdal. I'd have taken a Hermes or a Treesel over the hurdal. <laughs> But, you know, it's a good gag, right? It's a good gag, and it's a visual gag because um, he's, he's uh, laying there on the floor and he's had his hand chopped off and it's slowly growing back. This blind woman has no idea. Oh. Um, but, but the you know when you apply these names, the treasel, you know, this is my daughter, treasel. What? Would she be missing a screw or two because um, you know traditionally with Ikea, they always um, miss out on one little tiny piece when you go yeah, to put yeah, it together? Three washes left over and you wonder where you missed out putting it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Herdal. This is my son, Herdal. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> I think it's a terrible. Look, all, all, all kudos to uh, IKEA for trying to help. But, um, you know, what the hell? Well, they do do things differently in Scandinavia. They do have strange. Well, this is IKEA names. Norway. The, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is I've, I've just finished importing a car from Norway. And I, I, I can tell you that uh, the, the fellow doesn't speak a word of English. Yeah. yeah. But the entire thing was conducted over Google Translate. So. It, uh, 
did your car come, uh, did it arrive in Australia safely? Yeah, yeah, it's just the badges. They've taken the badges off and they've right. put her doll. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy. <laughs> a couple of people. <laughs> But I know why it's you were really you were really upset. That wasn't because you of the badges. You were upset because it was delivered in a flat pack. That's right. I had to <laughs> assemble the bloody thing. And how many washes did you actually have in left over in the end? Oh, too many. Too so many. I was very worried. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't want to get in your car then. Now, researchers spend a lot of their time researching uh, things all over the world and all sorts of different things, as we mm. have um, regularly um, shown here on News Grubs. Yeah. They, uh, they get together, they get a research grant, and uh, then they all go and buy new watches, I think. Um, and Mercedes-Benz. And a new Mercedes-Benz. Now, yeah. just for an example, um, Kogo the Gorilla, Coco, I should say, the Gorilla, uh, after um, some research uh, work... Uh, Discovered, or researchers discovered, that he could uh, have a or had a vocabulary of more than one thousand signs, so he could actually communicate with yeah. um, with people, which you know, very interesting. Um, well, scientists have now discovered that they believe certain mushrooms are also <laughs> able to communicate between themselves using a supposed vocabulary of fifty words. What? So they don't have much to say to each other. Um, well, you, well, you can imagine the conversation. Hey, Gown. Yeah, all right. What's news? Not much. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Did Reckon. you hear Barry got sliced and put onto the top of a caprichosa last week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch out for uh, being a pizza on the next pizza thing or anything. Um, that is is just weird. Um, I don't Mushrooms is, uh, shouldn't be underestimated because, of course, some mushrooms are, are you know quite deadly. I, I mean, I'll, you give the uh, the dreaded death cap mushroom, for instance, is so toxic uh, that it causes sickness uh, severe enough to cause irreparable damage to cell in mere hours. How do you know? See, and how, how do you know which ones are poisonous and which ones are like? For, oh, you remember um, Journey to the bo- uh, to, uh, Journey the to the Center of the Earth? What a great album! Was giant. Mushrooms. Yes, the there was, there was, and in the and they, um, story and the album, and they just start eating them. Yeah, I mean that's gutsy, just gutsy. Yeah, or you, you know, see, fishy, you one you buy at the supermarket, and the other one you pick out the back of a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a fair call. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, uh, fungi are not often uh, what the or are more than what we see in them. Um, in 1988, the largest organism on the planet was discovered at reportedly four square miles large. Uh, guess what it was? A, a mushroom. mushroom. Yes, indeed. One, um, one, one continuous piece. Well, you know, basically, it was all bit together. I mean, if you go to the uh, sea, sea photo above, and there it is, uh, and it's a big. Um, or oh, mushroom uh, forest, like in the uh, journey oh, to the centre of the earth uh, thing, I would imagine. Um, right. Now, apparently, you won't hear little tiny mushrooms talking away to each other at night in shady forests, which I think would be a bit disappointing. Uh, but through the magic of electric impulses, the magic, yes, the magic, the magic mushrooms, precisely where I was heading with this one. <laughs> <laughs> because I suspect that these particular scientists, these particular boffins, these pointy heads, uh, actually had chewed on a couple of, um, well, of the magic mushies. Big ones. We should introduce them to those folks in Colorado who are conducting their uh, uh, experiments with marijuana. What a top idea. Or, or uh, introduce them to Sid and Marty Croft. 
You know who they are? Not off the top of my head. The creators of HR Puffin stuff. Right. Because in 1969, mm-hmm. they had it in the forest on, on the Wishy Poo side of the forest, which is the dark side of the forest, of right. course. Right. Uh, a group of talking mushrooms that turn whoever touches them into mushrooms. I the mushroom remember that. Leader, the mushroom leader smokes a cigar and speaks like Jimmy Cagney. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, so these pointy heads uh, actually just watched HR Puff and stuff and thought, oh, they yeah, we can get a research grant out of this. <laughs> maybe they really do talk. They forgot it was an animation like when I was small. Or maybe they're, maybe they're hallucinating after you know, a couple of magic mushrooms and they think they talk. Well, only one way to find out, and that is to uh, read on a bit further where the uh, UWE Bristol's, I guess that's University of whatever, uh, Bristol's Andrew Adamatsky, uh, apologies if I didn't get your name exactly right there, study these sure. impulses. So remember we talked about the magic of uh, yeah. the electric impulses a bit earlier, uh, in several varieties of mushrooms uh, for the study Split, gill, ghost, enoki, caterpillar fungi were used. Data was collected via the use of electrodes which were placed among the roots of the curious assortment of mushroom varieties. And it was discovered that the pulses were not random but ordered in a sophisticated fashion. In fact, to uh, the degree that the coordination suggested the fungi were having a bit of a chat. Mm. But you've got to ask yourself, what would they chat about? That's right. Because they often seem to be solitary organisms reveling in the dark and the damp because that's where your best place to grow mushrooms is. I think you mentioned that the vocabulary was only about 50 words. 50 uh, English uh, words, I imagine. Maybe they're speaking in Dutch or French or something. And cocoa was about a 1,000? Yes. So there's an explanation, clearly. With mushrooms... Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's only 50 words or thereabouts, uh, only because they're kept in the dark and fed BS all the time. Pretty much, yes. I think that would, yes. that would pretty much do it. Uh, it goes on to say that they found uh, spikes often in clusters of trains and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, but to uh, study it more, the researchers considered the length of words and vowels in English. See, they always make it go to English. The average length of a vowel sound in the English language, uh, per the report, is 0.03 seconds. Uh, and this uh, peculiar data made for fasc- fascinating reading. The length of the word fung in the fungi language, it seems, is incredibly similar to the word, uh, the length of a word in human languages. And then it goes on to get way, 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 way too much complicated because I think Fred was in fact smoking or, or uh, taking some magic mushrooms. Yet. Yet scientists still can't tell us what Stonehenge is all about. No, exactly. Exactly. I, it gets, goes on the story, but it just gets a little bit too confusing for uh, for me and, and therefore the listener, I think. But the upshot is um, uh, the University uh, of WE in Bristol has uh, paid out a bunch of money to this bloke to uh, stick probes into uh, mushrooms in the same way that um, people were probed by UFOs in years gone by, and possibly still are, perhaps, uh, and to see what comes out of all of that. Isn't that weird? Very odd, Scotto. I'm not convinced. No, I'm not entirely convinced of that one either, I have to say. That's, uh, that's one of your um, slightly dubious stories. Mind you, I don't have a, a great you know, respect for a lot of researchers. Um, and um, following on from that story, we kind of know why. Well, there you have it. News stories is just wouldn't get anywhere else. So join us next time on the News Grubs where we will bring you more vital 
and important uh, news items, and especially when it comes to research, because uh, I think we kind of like research stories, as mm. it turns out. If you haven't uh, subscribed, um, don't forget to um, press the subscribe button on your favourite podcast uh, provider so that you can join us every week for the latest up-to-date information that will keep you to be one of the most fully informed people in the world. Uh, based on that uh, thought, we'll see you next week. Time for us to go. Bye, guys. See you, Scotto. See you, Scotto. Have fun, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week.